call is being recorded. Hi, Chioma here. And I'm Mita. We're cousins and good friends who decided to turn our hours-long weekly phone calls into a podcast. Come into the room. Our open conversations are now open to you. In partnership with our friends at Yawa, this is Are You Me? I told my mom to, like this week in context of something else, I was just like, you know me, I'm not a go and bring omission what type of person. That's not the kind of wife I will be. It's well. not me. Omission what translates to water to wash your hands. And because in Nigeria, a lot of the food that we eat, you have to eat with your hands. So if you have guests as a sign of respect, when you serve them food, you bring water for them to wash their hands as well. And women, when they serve their husbands, will also do the same. Actually, culturally, it is expected that your husband sits on his couch as a mighty king and you bring him food and bring water to wash his hands as well. But Chema, don't play that. Nah, no, that's not me. You, everybody <laughs> carry your leg and go and wash your hands at the top. Because, I mean, you know, you have legs and they work. Huh. In, in what context? You know, I had a conversation with my pastor from Baltimore this week. And he was just yeah, kind of, you actually like really stay tied in. and. No, I'm, you would think. I haven't talked to him in a while. Like my mom, I talked to my mom. I was just like, oh, like the way like pastor has been, like he's been, he's like, he was saying that he's been so long. He's heard from you, that he wants to hear from you, that I, he's actually mentioned it to me like a long time. Like I forgot oh. to tell you. So I was like, ah, oh, okay, I'll call him. And that's when I called him. We talked and like he, he kind of came around to the whole relationship stuff and blah blah blah. Um, what I mean, I guess they're I mean, like, Oh, at a big age, <laughs> no, no, it, it wasn't not like that though. It actually mm. wasn't like it was in a very caring, very like okay, positive way, not in a way that annoyed like that would rub me a certain way at all. Okay, like it was, yeah, it was definitely in a very genuine way. Oh, oh, so, that's nice. Yeah, that's in a very yeah, in a very genuine way. So he was like kind of curious about like what I was looking for in a partner and things uh-huh. like that. Um, and so that's kind of when I had mentioned like I was like somebody who um, wants a true equal, like a true partner, a true equal. I'm like because I'm I'm ambitious, I'm driven. I'm not just gonna sit in somebody's house, and mm. I want somebody who appreciates them, who actually respects that and wants that. So it was when I was telling my mom about that conversation that I was like, well, because as you know, I'm not a go out carry on mission, what type of right. person. And then she was like, I was like, I didn't say that to him, but that was kind of what I was trying to get across in not so many words. Mm. Yeah. Well, good luck to him on his search for you. Oh, that's what you think is happening here. <laughs> no, I don't really, like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I, as I told him yesterday, I'm like, faith is hard. Like, I'm like, I have faith, but sometimes faith is hard. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But no, it was a very positive, uplifting conversation. Like, oh, that's good. Yeah. It's, it was very good. Like, there's certain, like, I think everything in this world is about approach. It's when people are like, Mbaolumamokowa means when will you bring a husband? The language is Yoruba, in case you didn't know that, but yes, now you do. Like, I'm just like, like, in those kind of this thing, like, is that some, that just sounds like someone who cares about you at all? No. It just sounds like someone who has certain expectations of how your life should look like based on who you are and based on their own culture and ideas. And they're projecting and projecting and projecting and insisting. And like, the worst part is there's not even like a care about your happiness or your well-being or your decision making or the challenges Mm -hmm. that you may be facing. You just say, oh, this is what's supposed to be happening at this point in your life based on my own 
arbitrary understanding of everything so i'm going to insist on it and 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 harass you about it yeah it's an uh, it's actually that harassment that's all it is they're only maybe like two adults from my church in baltimore because again clearly my american church in san jose is not going to be asking me this kind of rubbish questions but (laughs) (laughs) but they're only two adults like my pastor being one mm-hmm. included in this conversation and um, this other woman. It's interesting because it's just one of those things where she just likes me. And she's one of those mm-hmm. more like quiet adults, <clears throat> like kind of person. And so from time, like, she asked my mom about me all the time. So from time to time, like I'll call her. Like, actually, I remember like one time when I saw her in a, f- a few years ago, even. Um, and the way she just kind of, she just asked me, she was like, you know what? Like is marriage something that you desire? And I was like, yeah. And she was, Oh, that's like, such a nice way to put it as well. Yeah. Sort of the gragra. Yeah, exactly. Ones. Exactly. Like, so she, yeah, the way she, like, ap- the approach was solid. Like, it was like, is this something that I was like, yeah, she's like, okay. And so I was like, nothing is happening. She's like, you know what? Take your time. Like, we'll be praying if it's something that you desire. Like, you know, something That's like that. That's really nice. Like, approach. I'm, I'm like, you people, thank you. These are the people I want in my corner. The people I want to actually be talking to me about marriage. This is it. This is what I want to hear. Not nonsense when will you bring husband next time you come out to see husband i'm like what do you, like what do you want me to do yeah. tell me the market and you can let markets go ah. buy one from <laughs> ah. oh my gosh yeah i don't mean i i find it interesting how differently patterned my life is compared to you like the only people who talk to me about stuff like that is probably our family because it's not i don't really i'm not plugged into circles like the way you're mm-hmm. kind of tied into a nigerian church and stuff mm-hmm. like i'm not plugged into circles where that is a conversation that would be brought up and then when i now talk, think about our family like it comes up but i would say i would say that our, at least for me our family is one of the better ones on that because yeah. nobody who's going to Anybody who wants to tell you there's no about harassment. Well, how would they harass you when when so many of us within our family have failed at it? Like they cannot tell you to they cannot Yeah. <laughs> they cannot shout at you to enter something that you've seen isn't always so great. So like I feel like at best like is it is comes up in prayers. And I'll yeah, take that. Yeah. Pray. I think that's, it's always like Pray a, for me. It's always like we'll pray that, you know, it's good. It's always it's always positive. I never feel like anybody is like putting a clock on me or mm-hmm. you know trying to like hurt me or, or or judging that i don't or wondering why i don't like probably closest to that is like the cousins and that one's just fair game that's just like your friends talking to you are like it's more like a gist thing like mm-hmm. oh are you seeing anyone it's not not ever about like oh would you look at the time yeah your life is running out <laughs> <laughs> yeah and that's why like for me it, it's even more upsetting because certain people i'm like you don't even care about me like that clearly you cannot you cannot care about me more than my family mm-hmm. so my own family is not harassing me my mother is not harassing me you really think my mother doesn't want grandchildren like you know my mother like you yeah. really believe she would thrive those right? children would be very spoiled by her right? like she literally is like grandmotherly like random people have and i say random i call it ra- straight up random people have children my mother is one who's going to go and bathe their, new, their newborn doing a uh, soaking the mother inside hot water blah 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 for people and i'm like wow. why her mother is here why are you the one like <laughs> how does it concern you these people you, they don't even like you <laughs> you barely like them <laughs> like 
She just How? likes the grandmother work. But she's like, because she's she legit is good at it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a calling. And the, yeah. Point being that, that, she's not harassing me. Then you people who clearly cannot care that much. And I've had to report some of her friends. So I'm like, this is actually ludicrous. Talk to them. <laughs> Your mom's and she, your mom's very hard work. Like she's a very like, I don't know. Like yeah, she's she she acts a lot in service. Yeah, to people, That's whether it's true. like okay, like she's so helpful. These are the things that really make me like. Sometimes <laughs> I have all kinds of weird thoughts. Again, I don't think these frequently, but I would really not that anybody is out here looking to marry into terrible families. But I would love to marry into like good, like a really nice family where Me too, like, sis. where, and I sometimes I feel weird saying it because, no offense to the person I marry, but <laughs> you're not necessarily marrying into the most, like, there's there's firstly there's lots of great things about our family like. Mm-hmm you are anyone who would marry me would marry into a very fantastic collection of cousins in law and also like really lovely i i think like aunts uncles even my parents like on an individual tip it's they're perfectly great and i think they would be loving but it's not like you're not marrying into a unit if that makes sense yeah. like you're yeah, not marrying into like so a stable sense. entity um and there's a lots of crinkum and crankums and i mean clearly the truth clearly there. true for me too so so, um, so i'm like i obviously i'm not like out here not g- being with someone because of something to do with their family because and that's actually that's something that this is an and like something that's been said to me that i have found really hurtful in the past is like this idea of like who like who would want to be with you like based off of your family like i found it really really hurtful and like what can you do about that yeah like (laughs) and it took me and that's and obviously and you know you know like the dynamic that i've experienced where i've but not necessarily i don't know that anybody has put it on me but maybe it's a combination of personality and all the things i saw but definitely feeling like i had to kind of play this kind of middle middle um what's the word um intermediary kind Mm -hmm. of role in my family like when it comes to my parents even some sometimes my siblings like kind of feeling you know being full full middle child vibes right um and so like comments like that would be comments that i would like feel that, like a sense of responsibility right. over like because like the one i remember the most clearly basically was said in a way of like you know you should you should talk to your parents yes it was just basically like some something along the lines at least the message i was receiving was you should play the peacemaker and resolve this stuff and try to get things crowd like because what your family looks like reflects on you and currently that reflection is bad and of I, I think like thankfully my siblings they're so different from me in like a, on another level where it's like that's the kind of thing that you tell them they laugh immediately like they don't they don't even 
take the moment it takes to like think about it they just laugh immediately because they're like this is stupid like how can you be expecting like the idea that you would expect a child of two grown-ass people to be mitigating and directing and or or even thinking that like what this child says is going to do something like that was one of the biggest lies i believed as a as a child is this idea that like something that i'm go that i'm doing is is impacting my parents relationship or something that i would do could help it or harm it or like nah be like you know and so to kind of have that reinforced Mm -hmm. and like stated i was just like this is so horrific like you also and also you're speaking and like you don't even know whether i have done something you don't know the extent of work i have done Mm -hmm. like so yeah anyway it's just stuff like that i'm like it's such a dangerous thing to ask kids to take any like like and this is my issue it's like if i'm old enough how old are they like how much (laughs) older like surely old enough to decide how they want to pattern their lives and their relationship to one another the idea that like i understand in some settings i understand that some things are complicated and sometimes like for for the sake of understanding you know and that, like, I think families can go through phases, even things like the introduction of a grandchild into a family, right? It's like an opportunity potentially to be like, look, we have to figure out how to make something work mm-hmm. in the way people relate. Um, so what do you want? But to me, the question with that, the question with that is always, what do you grown ass people want to do? Because I can't make you do anything. Yeah. I can only tell you what it is and I can only, especially as you get older, you can only draw your own boundaries, right, about what you're going to tolerate and what you're not going to tolerate. I mean, especially, like, in a situation, it's different if you actually just think, like, oh, everything that happened here was a miscommunication or something that could be salvaged. I fundamentally do not believe that my parents should have been together, period. <laughs> so why was anybody going to ask me to come and be in the middle of the reconciliation of that? Like, oh what is God. that? It's something I really do not believe in. Yeah. My even my father tried to involve me in this in 2017 probably. Like... And I had to go off because one that thing really yeah, it, it set me off. It set me all the way off. Because one like I mean, honestly, it's largely hypocritical of my father to pretend that he actually wants a reconciliation. Mm-hmm. And I say this like it sounds harsh cuz he would refute that he but I'm like zero effort have you actually made? Like mm-hmm. not a real real life effort. Not a real effort. Like, if you were really trying to win somebody back for all the... You guys have been split for more than the years of, like, that you've been together. So now I want to come and tell me that you want to... Like, you're trying to... Oh, yeah, properly reconcile for it for real. What? But also, it's just a matter of, like, you you did not... When my mom first moved out, you did not put in effort. Like, like real life effort, like, you if you're trying to, like, win somebody back, apologize, do this, yeah. blah, blah. Like, you did... You did not... I did not see. Nothing did you actually do. So don't mm. pretend that, like... Yeah. Like, people came to beg my mom... It wasn't because you went to go and tell them that please come and beg my wife. It's because they heard and they were like, oh, well, how can we hear of this? Is a pastor in our church. Like, let's, what is this? Uh, fellow brethren that they went. It's not because you were like, ah, please help me. Like, yeah. you know, it's a different, that's a different thing completely. Like, if you were like really the one out here, like actively engaging, like, trying like, please to, help me. Like, trying trying. To make you weren't work. really trying though. Like, yeah. and then for you to now, wait in year 2007, our 2017, you now want to say, eh, Shoma, you and, you and your siblings, you're now grown. Like, you can... I was like, huh? 
Yeah. I really, I, it sent me all the way off. I was like, please, I, re- I really would prefer to not be involved. I'm like, you really think that me and my siblings would go out of this whole experience unscathed? I have my own issues mm-hmm. that I've had to walk through. It's taken me a while to get to a point of, of some type of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And now you want me to now, you want to now dig open my wound again. He, my, even my father knows me. My father, okay, okay, chum, I've heard. Never end. to be spoken of again. Yeah. Don't try me. See, that mediation thing, I think it's actually just built into the culture. Because I remember, do you know, even when um, my dad and I had our own argument, there was an implication made by my dad that, like, my role in it should be that intermediary role. And I think it's just, I think it's just very cultural. This idea that, like, people should be, beg- like, begging on all sides is the main like it's so, it's just sort of it's to me it's different it's, it's layers of begging it's like they want a group of beggars to beg one person enough for them to be willing to beg the other person and whoever doesn't beg wins <laughs> like, it's like a whole like hierarchy of begging that they want to execute instead of being like what do you actually want out of this life do you want to have stable functional relationships do you want peace to reign like what do you want what can you yourself do to make it happen like why would you wait for somebody else why yeah so yeah i mean we we kind of dug in but kind of like i still go back to my original point where i would i i would really like to i i the, the challenge for me is I never I would never judge I would never judge somebody based on their family obviously because I would hate for the same thing to be done to me especially mm-hmm. with the narratives I've heard also I don't think I come from a bad family by any stretch of the imagination I just come from a family that didn't it, it didn't work out the parents it didn't work out yeah. doesn't make anybody bad doesn't make anybody it just didn't work I have a great pair of siblings my mum my mum and my dad are very intelligent people my dad is an extremely dutiful person. Like, these are not... There's nothing bad about my family. It's just not a structure... Like, it's, it's just not a structure that I've learned any kind of stability from. Like, I don't have that example. And I think I would love to... It's, com- it's complete luck to have parents who have it together and who love each other and who are in it for the long haul. Like that is a, it is a, an accident of birth. Mm. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how it all pans out. But like, again, I don't, there's like a lot of the things I like or want, I just hold them with such an open hand because I know that like they are ideals just in my mind an ideal does not mean that something is of good caliber. I have all these ideas and hopes. Like one could be, oh, I really hope that if I get married, like it's a long and successful marriage and mm-hmm. all of that. But is the alternative of you're with someone, it doesn't work out, you separate, you have a, a, the rest of your life either single or with somebody else or with several other else's, and it's like a perfectly enjoyable life that makes you happy. Like that is not even close to the worst thing to happen to a person. It can mm-hmm. easily be on par with, or even better than the thing that you've idolized, mm-hmm. but quite easily. So I'm just like, I just hold a lot of this stuff, a lot of, a lot of ideas of like, oh, I, I want this to be like this, or I wish this. 
I'm like, no, I'm actually really open to the fact that it could go differently and still be a complete source of joy, goodness. Like, say now, this thing I've described of like, oh, you know, it would be great to marry into like a good family. And in my in my mind, that family is like, um, you know, the full parents together, been together for decades, da, da, da. What if it's like, that's not what I end up with and it's someone who's either from like a, a home like mine or someone who unfortunately has like has lost a parent or something it can still be wonderfully excellent the experience and all that you like you know what i mean like it doesn't there's no difference in caliber there's just like an idealization of one in my head also at the end of the day like by the time it all works out you don't know have the counterfactual. You're living At your all. real life. There is no parallel yeah. universe. And so you're just living your real life and like it's your life, right? And it's just what, what it is. And yeah. it will be great. It's kind of how that turns out. But yeah, I, I hear you. So I was um in this in this moment podcast. Oh had, yeah. Had uh L D the John. No, no, no. This is really it's really telling. In this moment's podcast is one of our favorite podcasts and they had on their most recent season LD Dudon as a guest. So LD Dudon is one of the pioneers of Afrobeat. I think I mentioned this to you already. Yeah, you mentioned this episode to me before. Which great episode. But the point I was kind of did I mention the point about like he and his wife, how they've been together for so 22 years i think but i heard him like describe this relationship mm-hmm. and like i literally was praying in my spirit as i'm Aww. hearing this like and i'm just like like this god this is what i want like this one was like like we're in sync like after all these years like literally like my like all of these things that he's saying about his partner what he even said and the part that got to me where he was like he's like sometimes i really think that we're setting our children up for failure he's like because I know that a lot of people's relationships and marriages don't look like ours and i'm just like our children get to see us like this and i'm hope- mm. like i'm really scared that they're going to go out in the world and expect to find this and i'm so afraid that they won't and i'm just like like to know that your relationship is so solid that you're like whoa like what are we even doing for our kids like and i'm just like but that part is kind of what got me right like where it's like okay this one's they've grown up in this solid environment right like mm-hmm. they have these ideas and they're like okay like i'm gonna go out in the world and i'm gonna find this and like and then you're like wow wait what like maybe everything is not like this but also there's also that level of like the assumption, the kind of really blind ignorance, the ignorance of being like, oh yeah, like wait, no, so not all, all families are like this. Like this is not just normal people behavior, you know. Mm. Um, I don't know. I think there's just like so many layers to it. I just heard that and I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. Like one, they get to grow up in this environment, and for them, it's completely normal. Yeah. And they see something else, and like they'll probably be like, wait, what? Like what? this makes no sense. To but me I think that happens to a lot of people, though. Like you don't even understand that things i think you take your experiences especially when you're younger you take them as like a template for like what other for the for what normal is mm-hmm. and then you see other things and you're like oh things are different like other mm-hmm. people do this like i can only imagine that what a shock it will be for those kids to ever witness like a, you know a parental situation where the parents are abusive towards one another or like mm-hmm. whatever like they will just be like what like i just thought all moms and dads loved each other or something yeah you know? exactly what a what a lovely idea of normal to have but i wonder if it's i'm i wonder if it's better to have a great idea of normal that gets like 
no, reality check or, or, or having or having a kind of crappy idea of normal sorry, that you get to like is, learn of better things because that's something a great, for me. a great idea of normal doesn't damage you let's be real here like it doesn't think, give you things to heal i don't from. think the great idea of normal damages you but i think like his concern that he raises is fair there's something no, about like the fair, reality yeah like, oh yeah the reality of life hitting you that you're like oh wow but also, I was saying, like, how, like, it might really be really, di- yeah, like, hard for them to, like, find. Because, but again, for me, it also, I mean, the bigger point, another point for me is, like, wow, like, this is clearly someone who is not just deceiving themselves that their relationship is great. Mm. Like, to sit in your knowledge, like, wow, like, our relationship is so, like, like, he's, like, he, like he, when he talks about here and his, and his wife relationship, like, yeah. I, again, I don't know if, you, if this stood out to you when he was yeah. talking about it. Then he was, like this is the part that we were made for each other. Yeah. And I'm just like, God. Like, and he just knows that. That's like, God, when? <laughs> <laughs> like, there were just specific yeah. things he said. That I was just like, I was literally just praying in my spirit with those kind of, I was like, yes, that's what I want. That understanding, that, that open, like that openness. Even that the way he that, talks like, about, I remember him just talking about the one year, year apart from each other, like, like it was yeah. some kind of like temporary insanity. Yeah. Where he was just like, please like yeah. let's not even talk about that <laughs> let's like, never speak of time it like let's not yeah. speak of that like that was just silly like yeah like why did i think i would ever mm-hmm. experience or find anything else better than what i already exactly. had exactly like, but for me like, the idea like like and you know he's not dismissing himself but he's so solid in that relationship like wait what have we done to our kids what are we doing to them actively mm. like you know because he knows he's so solid in what they have like doing that yeah. this is so strong and we're, we're really role modeling like such great things that it even terrifies him like you have such a good thing that is so scary to you and that's like it was it just sounded so real that was like wow yeah. like yeah good good things are scary mm-hmm. good things mm. are scary like i mean we've even talked loosely about this like i i think one of the few times the last few times that we got to actually talk about like how we were doing because of course for a while now we've just been talking about all the stupidities going on where we talked about happiness yeah like and how there's just like it's it's just scary <laughs> like it's scary to to experience a good like the goodness of something and wonder if it can be sustained if it can be lived up to if it, you're, you're just like if it will last if it will yeah and you, you know what's coming to mind for me right now what the okay story or okay or oh my god like, like she had an interview with on zikoko yeah i, I read, read that and also um i saw that um they i think they buried him like a few days ago actually oh yeah i saw I a tweet where she was like finally they laid my baby to rest and my heart oh. just broke all over again amidst the kind of chaos that happened in the aftermath of the lecky massacre and the NSAS protests one of the people who ended up losing his life devastatingly was a guy called okay on social media, his girlfriend at the time shared their love story as part of her mourning of him. And it was just a really special and also devastating glimpse into what they shared and how tragic that it had now been lost. I read that and I was like, just kind of imagine like their love sounded so solid. So it's one of them ones where it sounds like if they really made it like if he had lived it was one of those like this like we're made for each other type of thing yeah they, like the notes then, that he would send to her about like they're just being so forthright 
and honest yeah. and like un- I no think games there's no, no games, games no, like, no so hiding direct. no caginess none like, of that he was like i'm all in with everything that i am like That's... he's like there is no wishy-washy on my end like she, yeah. the wishy-washiness if any was always on her end yeah he's like this is everything that i am like laid at your feet have it all like to have that and that then to loss. now have lost that yeah like it's kind of what, it's what you said like that idea of like do you know how happy she must have been? And then I hear like, oh wow, happiness is so fleeting and it's like such a well, even she said something where she's like, if I had known in that interview, she said, if I had known, like I would have done would have done this thing, like we yeah. like were pushing it to the something like that. Like, just to know that. And then to even think of one, how what was that even set her up for in the future? Yeah. Like, so good things are so scary on so many levels. Like, one um, from the idea of like it will it even last because people even say the good ones die young. There's a whole reason. Like, uh, it almost always seems like the good things, like for some reason, it's just for a season and it just doesn't seem to last as long as the not so good ones. So, you saying yeah. that kind of like that was literally what came to my mind. Like, I anyway, that's one of my big. <laughs> the last time I told you, you were like, you should talk to your therapist about that. <laughs> when i was like yeah i happiness is a rarity of an emotion for me and when it happens it's like it just it just trends to anxiety almost immediately Mm -hmm. because i'm just like the fact that anything could make me feel happy in of itself like that like the idea that then my brain just goes to the it just starts playing pinball and like calculating all the ways it can be lost yeah like which is something i really need to work on i'm trying to work on like being able to be more present and i actually think i've been better about that like being more willing to like take a take risks i've kind of accepted that like you know anxiety fear all these things are part of the reality of of being me i'll continue to work and improve on them too but like what i don't ever want it to do is to interfere with or jeopardize my my like i don't want it to interrupt my life i don't want it to stop me from trying something or risking Mm -hmm. something because i'm afraid of it and i find like when i feel happiness or attachment or like any of these things that like are in of themselves pure and good i'm just like shit (laughs) i just feel like it's gonna be lost somehow Mm -hmm. and i just freak myself out and psych myself out I just feel like my body can't be steady. Happiness and yeah, happiness and being anxious go hand in hand. Like it's so hard for me to just be mm. steady when I feel happy, which is like all we see in life and all we learn in life is like, there's no point in doing that because the one to worry about is going to come, right? Like yeah. the things to worry about, things that, and also the, the losses, you rarely see them coming. So like how, however calculation never it, like, quite in the really, way at least like it's like exactly never like, in the way that looking. you thought yeah right all the calculations and the overthinking and stuff like fine you might conclude that you might lose a thing but the way you will lose it will still end up being differently from the way you surprise you exactly <laughs> yeah. so better so it's just like, like enjoy so you don't regret yeah. like and I mean easier said than done of course yeah but so you don't regret kind of not living in those moments and fully enjoying them and being yeah. probably like oh because you always what you describe of her right in being like if i had known i would have is just the same that's the same like and you can extrapolate that to any time that you allow yourself to like you remove yourself from a moment of goodness because you're worried about what could come out of it 
mm-hmm. because you're like thinking about other things or because you're like trying to um you're trying to create perfect rhythms and perfect parts or trying to make things line up like life does not work like that mm-hmm. like it doesn't work like that so it's like all the lessons that you learn are basically like got a good thing having a good experience want to try something what you know like for as much as you can control going for it go for it because you don't no one knows tomorrow yeah. and obviously don't, doesn't mean like we should all go and be stupid and spend yeah, all our money but it just it's just like yeah. that priority of being present because that's like what we actually have right yeah oh yeah man. as um my sister would say you always like to listen to that poem for the, from the dead girl. Um, I need to find it because clearly bring I'm the poem. The right bring thing. the poem. I'm, I'm, I'm going to find it. It's never going to be that hard because I listen to this all the time. <laughs> it's one of my go-to ones where I always kind of got to remember. You know, the middle of the universe is here, is tonight, and everything behind is a sunk cost, lost in our oceans, and our oceans are deep. So it's like this idea of like all we have is right yeah. now. Um and, and I mean the poem kind of of course it, it makes this is towards the end of the poem, so it makes sense if you read the whole big up anyway. The poem is called Bygones by Marina Keegan. Is this idea of like you're even at a party. I mean she wrote this when she was in college. Unfortunately, she literally died the day after gradu- her graduation from undergrad. Mm. Like it's one of those heartbreaking things where her story breaks my heart every time. I have her book. It was this thing where, like, she was saying how, you know, you're able to party, but you're not even present. You're like, oh, mm. well, I heard that thing at college was fun. Like, I heard that thing on, like, chapel was fun. Like, oh, where's the next thing? And the next thing, like, do you want to do you want yeah. to live soon? Do you want to live soon? Um, and she's like, no, I don't want to live soon. Like, I want enough time to be in love with everything. That's what she said. She's uh. like, no, like, it's like, I want enough time. That's a literal line from this one. I want enough time to be in love with everything. Um, no, I mean, she didn't get it, but like the idea there's that idea of like just be yeah. here just be present like you don't have to be like looking for just the next chasing, thing or like chasing. yeah chasing or like looking like being like what's around the corner like everything behind is gone don't stress yeah. about it like you're here and you're now like just deal and be present well i think yeah. that's where kind of bygones comes from yeah. yeah so yeah anyway i just feel my heart just feels heavy yeah let, let me tell you the last line in this poem by the oh, way gosh the last okay i'll read the last stanza mm-hmm. it said or oh, the snow comes and the sun rises and the vacuum starts and i cry because everything is so beautiful and so short mm. just the last line is like really powerful anyway this whole yeah. poem is a beautiful poem um like i come back to it every time because it's just a good reminder like mm-hmm. whenever i'm overwhelmed or even just like struggling to make myself present and blah 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 like like focusing on achievements and the next and the next like it's just kind of a good centering reminder of like yeah no just be here be here yeah and it's like you know all this stuff but we all just get so caught up Mm -hmm. rat race is there you know looking to your left and to your right looking at other people's instagrams <laughs> and resumes <laughs> i'm going to say something unkind but some people should get to live longer than others yo i know like i, know. I don't that may sound harsh but like there's some terrible alive people i know and some really really awful 
like some yeah some really really awful alive people and some really wonderful people lost who would have served us so well to have Marina had is one of them. I mean, yeah. Marina, this this guy is seems to be one of them. Yeah. And I always think of my friend Janelle. Like, there's sometimes when mm. I think I'm just like, you should be here. Yeah. Like you des- you actually deserve to be here. And it's just so heartbreaking to me, like that somebody like took your life because they were drunk. But like I'm like you should be here. Like it's so yeah. unfair. It doesn't make sense. Cause it, like she was just one of those people where she, a genuine light to everyone, and like yeah, I I I think about that in like relation to her a lot. Where I'm like, you actually deserve to be. I know that doesn't make sense. Like who doesn't deserve yeah. to be here? But I really think about that. Yeah, so unfair. So much is so unfair. Like in a world full of like actual tyrants. Ah, oh, like there's actual. Can we tyrants. exchange them? Like. Because, uh, yeah, there's some people I want to bring back and some of these people can go. Some of them are living beyond the lifespan, too. I'm like, fam. Try. Be going, please. Ugh. Like, you're actually doing more harm than good. So much. Some some of decades of harm. A lifetime of harm, some of these people. Mm. Like, some of these people have been causing harm since before I was born. <laughs> Up until today. Tired. Like, Tired. So we talk about a lot of heavy things on the, in this conversation. We talked about friends that we've lost, but also even strangers that we haven't met and the impacts that they've had on us. And it's so profound to think that people we, we may not even know can live their lives in a way that have such an impact on us. And I think that's such a good reminder for us to just live our lives to the best or to the fullest and just be present in the moments that we are experiencing. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Like, rest in peace to all those beautiful souls. And I think this has also been a time in the world where our experience of loss is so much more heightened. Um, of course, with the with the pandemic. Um, so I just my heart goes out to everyone who's dealing and grappling with that. But I think ev- so much of all of this does point in that direction of you know, making us think about how do we live the lives that we do have and the moments that we do have, like what do we make of them and how do we, um, how do we treat others with that time? Yeah. I, I think a key thing there is also loving with intentionality, right? Mm. We look at these people and okay, there's also our Dibu, may he have a long life in Jesus' name as well. And like just even seeing their life, the love that he has and how that's um, then we see the people that we've talked about as well who are no more with us and it's also that seeing how they love that's also very inspirational oh, absolutely like yeah you just see those and the the example is just so grand you're like please i have to step up my game like yeah. i want the people who are in my life to feel special and to know that like to know that the love that you have for them and while you have the time to show it and also just to even do the things that you want to do. Like we, t- we speak about poetry and you shared the beautiful poem by Marina Keegan. And it's like, she left us with her words, right? Yeah. That was what she had yeah. to give. And that's so powerful. So I think it's, it's such an encouragement. Love. It's an act of love. It's so encouraging. It's like, if you're a writer, write that thing. You know, if there's something that you want to do, like, and you have it in you to share, like do that thing. Cause you don't know how many people it's going to mean something to um, whether that's on a grand scale or even just the scale of the people in your life. 
Exactly. And yeah, we talked about bygones by Marina Keegan, especially in this conversation. So if you want to hear it, uh, you can listen to the very end and we're, we're going to be, you get to hear You're it. You're going to get a lovely, dramatic <laughs> reading of the poem by our very own Chioma. Oh. I promise you nothing. <laughs> it's truly excellent. All this hype now. Anyway, thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess what I'd like to hear from the people is just what are what are the things that you do to kind of be present and in the moment in your life? Like, what are the things that drive you and guide you in that direction? And if you're not doing anything yet, like, what are the things that you're hoping to do? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. But either way take a moment and tell the people that you love just how much you love them and what you love about them just make everyone feel loved today Shama, i love you i love you too very very much (laughs) thanks so much for listening are you me was created by the two of us it's edited by our sister misha and produced by our friend falaran in partnership with yawa we love you guys the music was produced by the incredible david aka dalat don't forget to subscribe so you know when we drop a new conversation and if you liked what you heard give us all the stars and a good review and also tell a friend to tell a friend we'd love to hear from you follow us at Pod on instagram and twitter you can also send us an email at rumepodcast at gmail.com we send out periodic newsletters with fun bonus content. Sign up on our website at ayumipodcast.com. Take good care of yourself. Till next time, this has been Are You Me? I had a dream the other night that I was checking my email. That dream sucks. And woke to walls of seniors writing love songs for tomorrow and tomorrow. And the melodies that flirt us forward, whispering the next thing and the next thing. And so we beat on. Birds flocking south until we circle around and realize maybe, maybe all that running wasn't worth it. Maybe we should build a cabin or teach high school or use our hands. My palms are smooth as words, weak with fashion and double spaces. I want everyone else's club and job and class. The grass I sleep in is always browner than that around erasing dreams to see them breathe because you only bang for two years then it's over and 22 is nothing new it's just another chance to build for when we're 23 and 24 and time begins to sell for more than any 9 a.m to never we are not stuck that's the thing we're not stuck we all know one are nothings yale will be what it was gothic dreams of lucky of amazing not a staircase or corner of his contract at home i walk in forest fields orange light and dry trees becoming slowly sleepy and disgusted with my vintage shoes and the thinness of my skinny pants my florals laughed at by the flowers whispering hip whispering there's no sidewalk that cares but let me tell you i look cool at parties and success sufficient to make men fall in love as we smoke again and open wines and text to leave because the hair is never good and i heard that thing on chapel was fun well do you want to live soon who's there do you want to live soon I want to bake my blackberry into blackberry pancakes and live wireless with a husband who runs in the morning and lots of books and a baby who I raised to be anything or nothing because that's okay too because working in a bookstore and having babies and nothing and being in love is okay too. Ambition is a choice. Ambition is a race we chose to run 
so we could get here so we could i don't know so we could save poor people or invent something or be in charge last winter i slept in ward counts face pressed to tabletops until the snow came and the sun rose and a man came in to vacuum the floor and i'd be tired not just sleepy but tired tired until all i wanted to do was put on something acoustic and romantic and vacuum castle floors why do i feel like i can't do that i'm not sure anymore if i want to schedule meals and be late and delegate because that's what good leaders do and i'm tired of justifying with tomorrow's bliss because yesterday's tomorrow is today and someday the sun is going to die and then the human race will end and i'll still be texting to see if that other part is better do you want to leave soon no I want enough time to be in love with everything. We are too smart to sell our time for a cocktail moment of this is what I've done and summer's lost for three lines on a document that can't contain the time we got high on pancakes and built a snow fort. We're not that young. We've always been young, but we're not that young. And the world is so beautiful. And this is what we've got, you know? This is what we've got. And we just keep flirting forward, shrinking fonts and grays in love songs to future companies who may decide they want us on their team. The middle of the universe is here, it's tonight. And everything behind is a sunk cost. Lost in our oceans and our oceans are deep. So I went to Yale. So I got good grades. So we beat on birds flocking south until we circle round and realize maybe maybe all that running wasn't worth it all the snow comes and the sun rises and the vacuum starts and i cry because everything is so beautiful and so short <laughs>